When Sven Goran Eriksson was appointed boss of Roma in 1984, he inherited a gifted midfield player by the name of Carlo Ancelotti. Eriksson promptly identified the Italian's ability to inspire those around him and ultimately named him Roma captain. Eriksson is convinced Everton pulled off a great coup when they landed Ancelotti as manager and in this episode explains why he believes his former charge is simply addicted to the beautiful game. My dream is to bring here success. When I left Roma, the same year after, uh, President Deone Viola of Roma decided to sell uh, Ancelotti to Milan. Yeah. And I said to the owner, Senat, Senat, Senator Viola, don't sell him whatever you do, because it's, he's much too important for you, for the team. He said, Carlos is finished. He has operation both his knees, so he cannot do it anymore. I said, you are wrong. Don't sell him. He sold him to Milan. And I think Carlos played five years for Milan and won everything. And I think he played more or less every game. You were a young manager, you were 36 and going to a team that had been very successful. So was one of the first things you had to do identify which players in the changing room were influential and get them on side and would Carlo be one of those? For sure Carlo was one of them and uh, the other big name, well there were a lot of big names but the other one was uh, Roberto Falcao. He was uh, like a leader but when I arrived uh, he was injured so he played five, six games in one year for, for me. That's all. So uh, Ancelotti became the captain. And uh, yeah, what to say about him? A fighter, uh, never giving up. Uh, a wonderful uh, team player, uh, privately perfect in everything he did, helping everybody, very down to earth. So I think at that time when Carlos went for holiday, he went to help his father with the tractor and things like that. 
Ancelotti, oh, he's weaving some pretty patterns here, and Ancelotti strikes! And Ancelotti scores! What a magnificent goal! Carlo Ancelotti! So, why was he such a good player? Because... Obviously, a lot of people now won't know much about Carlo Ancelotti, the player. So, what sort of player was he? He was like a box-to-box player, midfielder, central midfielder. He was not fast, but he was tough. He won the ball, played simple. Uh, never stopped running. Up and down all day long. And very, very clever as a football player. Did uh, very seldom give away the ball. You you had a player, you know, that he would always give everything. And he will always be a good player. He could be fantastic or only good. Yeah. He was never bad. Never. I mean, you spoke about the qualities he had and how he was professional. So was he a big influence in the dressing room at Roma, somebody that the other players looked to a lot? Uh, people listened. And Carlos was not... Uh, he was not quiet or, or not uh, especially lively. He was very, very normal, down to earth. and uh, uh, Always a smile, helping people. and uh, Well, super professional in everything he did. Was he professional in that way in his private life as well then? Because obviously nowadays players look after themselves so well and there's this belief that that wasn't the case so much back in the mid-1980s. But was he already then somebody who really looked after his body and put football first? I can take a big big bet on that. Really? (laughs) Carlos was living for his football and his wife was... uh very interested in football. I I knew her as well and I I knew the father. Uh, football was everything and uh, that he was uh, that he had a bad private life. No, not not the chance. And you made him your captain after one year in Rome, didn't you? So why did you make that decision? Well, it's very easy. I think he represented the team. He was the man always there, always training, always uh, playing, 90 minutes. It's very easy because he was Roma. Falcao and he was the two people. But uh, as I said, Falcao only played uh, mm. one year and only part-time that year for me. You mentioned what an intelligent player Carlo was, how he rarely gave the ball away. So, was he always very tactically aware? It's obviously something he's renowned for now. Yes, he was. If you asked him to do something, he did it. And uh, he was one of these players who who uh, learned from the coaches he had, for sure. And I guess he learned a lot of uh, from... Uh, Arigusaki, because yeah. I think he had Saki for five years, or you could see that he will stay in football and he will probably be a manager. And again, was that because of his understanding of the game and 
because it was such a big part of his life? Yeah, both. You have players. I, in my uh, all the years I've been managing, sometimes you got these players, and you know that this one will be a manager. He will be a coach. Ancelotti was one of them for sure. Mancini, if you go on with the Italian people, yeah. for sure, the same. Very interested in the things. Very professional. Uh, taking part of uh, not decision, but always curious. What are we doing? Uh, is this the right team? Yeah. So Ancelotti was like that. Uh, Everton, uh, I think, has to be the ambition. Our goal is to, to, to be competitive in the Premier League, to try to stay uh, at the top of the table, to try to, to be competitive in Europe. So this is a club with a lot of ambition, with great history. I think the squad is good. My dream is to bring here success. Have you followed his career since you've worked with him? Because obviously... You've been in so many different places since, yeah. Of course. And I'm very happy for him. He's been around a long time now and he's been the manager for very important teams and winning a lot of titles in different countries. So he's he's doing a great job. And I guess you would share the opinion that it's a massive coup for Everton that they appointed Carlo Ancelotti as manager. man, a top-class manager, top-top. Uh, if I was owner of the club, I should hire Ancelotti, because that would give stability. Uh, he will be very loyal to the club, to the players. He will be a good PR man, because of his way to be. And uh, the connections he has around the world, and football, of players, of managers, of press, of fans, it's great, great, great. And you don't find anyone speaking bad about Ancelotti. I never heard that. Never, ever. Can you see why players enjoy playing for Carlo so much? Because that's a very common theme from all of them. Uh, yeah, because I think he treats people with uh, respect. Uh, I can't see him shouting a lot. I went to see uh, some trainings he had in Chelsea when he was there because I had I was with Ivory Coast and I had Drogba there. So I went there to see uh, sometimes and uh, yeah, that was the same Ancelotti I knew. Really? <laughs> and I hadn't seen him for a long time. But uh, the same, good exercises, good explanations in training. If you treat people with respect, people respect you. And I think Ancelotti is one of those who people respect. Gilfie Ziggerton from 12 yards against Allison, And Ziggerton scores. Everton lead 2-0. 
We are almost there. Can we finally stop talking about 1999? Everton are on course for victory at Anfield. Liverpool nil, Everton two. He's been very clear that his ambition at Everton is to take the club from where they are at the moment to competing with the top teams in the Premier League. Obviously, that's a huge challenge. Is it one you think he's capable of achieving or meeting? If he says so, yes. I think he is. And, uh, uh, football today, you know better than me. You know, as we all know. It's not only to have an extremely good uh, manager. You need players. And you need... Uh, you don't need to buy 20 players, but you need... You need good players. In other way, it's very, very difficult to compete with the best team. In a country like uh, England in the Premier League. Because Premier League is is the best league in, in the world, for sure. And I guess that's another big advantage of having him as manager, because when he wants a player, players tend to want to go and play for Carlo Ancelotti, don't they? Of course. Uh, I mean, it's always like that if... Uh, a club uh, has a very big name as a manager and people know that he's uh, a good manager to work for. Of course, it's uh, as a player, you want to go there, for sure. Because a player, player is not stupid. The player will think, well, I will be better under him. I will be a better player under this manager. And just finally, there he, there are some similarities between you and him in terms of you're both very calm people, have a very calm disposition, and both people who have committed to staying in football, you're almost addicted to it, you can't give up football. No, it's, well, football is a drag, so... No, it's difficult, as you said. It's difficult or impossible to give up football. So, you see him going on for a long time, do you? Yes, uh, for sure. As long as he wants, as long as uh, he's healthy and as long as he wants to to live again together with players and together with the, the press and together with the fans. and Because it's a special life. Uh, and it's a beautiful life. Can I just ask finally then, because you do have to deal with so much as a manager now, what is it that makes people like yourself and Carlo want to carry on in the job? What is the drug that keeps you going? <laughs> I don't. I can't speak for Ancelotti, but it's uh, the adrenaline coming into the body once a week or twice a week, and that's when it's a game. Many, many managers, they, they love the, the preparation for the games. I do it, but what I love is a game. Uh, and I like the 90 minutes and try to be more clever than the other one sitting on the other bench. <laughs> so uh, it, it's difficult, but especially that is what I am missing today.
You've been listening to Knowing Carlo, an official Everton podcast series. Download all episodes now via your preferred podcast app.